0: You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, Episode 12: What Audition Holding Rooms Are Really Like in New York City. Let's get started. Welcome to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast If this is your first time listening then thank you for joining us The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every Monday for your enjoyment and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast You can also follow me on Instagram at actoraesthetic and on Facebook All links are in the show notes Now let's get on to the show If you're thinking about moving to the city, if you have very recently moved to the city, or if you're a junior or senior in college, whatever, and eventually you're going to move to the city, this podcast is going to be real great for you. I'm going to give you the lowdown of what it's like in New York City right now as we speak, what those audition holding rooms are like, And I'm not going to beat around the bushes because the whole reason why I made this podcast in the first place was basically just to be totally honest and prepare you for what's to come in the city that you'll be spending your career in or at least starting off in. Okay, so when actors are waiting to audition, whether for film or television or theater, they are typically placed in an Audition Holding Room. A holding room, if you're unfamiliar with the term, is where actors will sign up, sign in, and prepare for an audition. And depending on how long the audition is running, you may spend hours in a holding room. That depends on, of course, how long the audition is and also if you're equity or non-equity. So let's get to know these magical places and all they may or may not have to offer. Holding rooms are used for a variety of different kinds of auditions, specifically for theatrical auditions. I see them typically used For open calls, which are just auditions that are open to the public, so anyone can go and show up to them, or for EPAs, which are equity principal auditions, and ECCs, which are equity chorus calls. And if you don't know what those terms are, go ahead and listen to the first couple of episodes that I put out there on the Actor Aesthetic podcast. It goes over basically the basics of what equity auditions are. But regardless, Those are the types of auditions I tend to see holding rooms used for. Now, if you have an appointment with a creative team or casting director where the casting director has specifically called you in either through your submission or through your agent then I wouldn't expect a specific holding room for that kind of audition. You would typically find a couple of chairs set up outside the audition room. Just because there won't be as many people there at those types of auditions than, say, an open call. But at an open call, beware of overcrowded holding rooms. I'm telling you, when attending an open call, expect large overcrowded holding rooms with lots of personalities. And this is especially true for non-equity open calls because they are not run under the jurisdiction of equity rules. Therefore, anything goes at these types of auditions. Everything is under the provision of the producer or the director of the theater. They're not run under equity rules. Respect the fact that everyone else started their day just as early as you did and arrived with the same intention to get a job. So try to keep your stuff off the chairs and as consolidated as possible because there may be a lot of people there. I know a couple of you are planning on attending the Dear Evan Hansen open calls and the Mean Girls open calls. So just have that in mind that there might be a lot of people there. And when audition holding rooms are crowded, it's not pleasant. It never will be. Sometimes you may experience some really, really hot rooms like for example in the winter if the heat is blasting in a room it's there's not much you can do I mean you can try to ask someone at the front desk you know if you're at Pearl Studios or Ripley Greer you can go and ask someone to control the temperature but for the most part there's really not much you can do so just wear layers in the winter and as for the summer beware some really sweaty holding rooms, especially if there was, I don't know, a dance call before that in the room, just know that you might be stepping into some really, really humid, very, very overheated audition rooms. I don't want to alarm you, but sometimes that does happen. For the most part, everything is a-okay. In an audition room, a monitor will most likely be present. So an audition monitor is a person either hired by the theater or provided by Actors' Equity Association to streamline the audition process for the casting team. These are wonderful humans that work basically hand-in-hand with producers and casting directors for a smooth flow of auditions. Unless the casting call is run by the casting director his or herself, you will most likely always have an audition monitor in the holding room. At an equity audition, the monitor ensures that all rules governing audition procedures are followed. The monitor typically sits at a table, usually in a holding room or just outside the room, but most likely in the holding room. And he or she organizes headshots, resumes, and basically any other audition-related materials. And the monitor also keeps track of the order in which actors will go into the room to audition for the creative team. Monitors in New York City, most of them are incredible and they're just there to keep things going smoothly and without any problem. So just give them your full attention because they are the true saints of this business, trust me. Heads up, sometimes in New York City, in holding rooms, sides or little clips of dialogue, may be posted on the wall. This is usually for EPAs. If you decide to go to an EPA for a play or a season of plays, you may be expected to read from sides. Sides, or dialogue from the play, will be posted on the wall of the holding room the morning of auditions. Peruse them, take a picture of them on your phone if you want, but don't take them until you check in for your audition. If you are non-equity, EMC, or on the alternate list, you are not given the physical sides until your name is called. Just a heads up. Another thing to be aware of in New York City is that because there are a lot of people auditioning at various auditions, lines may be formed among actors. At an open call that does not accept an unofficial list, which we'll talk about in a second, actors will most likely form a line in the order in which they arrived. This will be one of the only ways the monitor will acknowledge any kind of order of attendance. I've seen this sort of phenomenon happen a lot at Disney open calls because they say in the directions for the auditions that they are not accepting unofficial lists. So let's really briefly just talk about what unofficial lists are. So an unofficial list, if you've heard this term before, it means it's a way to keep track of a line between non-equity members at an audition. It's typically a piece of white paper with names in numerical order. In the morning, the list will most likely be found either taped to the wall of Ripley Greer or inside the building with the security guard at Pearl Studios. Once the security guard allows people into the building and up the elevators, anyone can take that list upstairs to the holding room. However, if there's no unofficial list... If the theater itself is not accepting an unofficial list, i.e. at an open call, then a line has to be formed in order of arrival. So whenever someone gets there first, they start the line, and then periodically as people start to show up to the audition, they follow into line. So if you're at an open call and no unofficial list will be taken and you're not sure if there's a line that's being formed, when you get into the room, just ask someone if a line has been formed and go ahead and file into the end of the line. Depending on the size of the room and what studio you're in, it may snake around the room, so just ask around, it's that easy. I would always walk into a room under the assumption that there has been a line formed because most of the time there has been a line formed already. By the time you got there, add an EPA in the audition holding room, equity and EMCs will form a line if they want to sign up the morning of. Remember, that's equity and EMCs in a holding room. If you are an EMC, which is an equity membership candidate, then you must form a line physically with the other equity members if you want to sign up that morning, regardless of your status at EPA's. Again, always assume that there is a line that has been formed because if you are equity or EMC and you do not have a time slot yet, you want to get to the end of that line so that you keep your spot. And if you're non-equity, you want to make sure that you're not filtering into the line so that you're not taking up extra space. Instead, ask someone where the end of the line is and try to sit away from that so that you're not confusing the lineup. It will just make everyone's lives so much easier if you're just aware of what's going on in the holding room at that time. And remember, again, those are for EPAs. Now, at an ECC, only equity and AGVA and Canadian equity members are able to form a line to sign up beforehand. So if you're non-equity or EMC, you must sign up on an unofficial list in the morning or on an official list when the monitor arrives. But again, be aware that at an ECC, most people will sign up, equity members will sign up online beforehand, and then there will be a line formed in front of the desk for members who have not signed up already. I hope that made sense a little bit I will stress the importance of that last part about forming a line and what the lines are for and why they're formed because I notice a lot of young performers don't quite know yet what that means. I know when I walked into auditions right out of graduating college, I had no idea. I was like, what are these lines? Why are they being formed? The theater said they weren't going to accept an unofficial list, so why are there lines? It's always good just to ask. If you're new, just ask someone in the room who looks like they know what they're doing, where the line started and where it ended. And if you're confused about the rules at an EPA or ECC, just ask. Ask someone who looks like they know what they're doing. Someone will be nice enough to help you. Not everyone in New York is a crazy, psycho person, though sometimes we think that that's true. It's not always true. Or if you see me at an audition and you're unsure of the rules still, come up to me and say hello and uh, ask me. I would be happy to help you. Audition holding rooms these days, let me just say this, can be very stressful, especially if there are a lot of people in the room. However, the more people in the room, the more dramatic the room might be, and the tighter the quarters are for people to be sitting, you're going to hear a lot of conversations. So here's my little two cents. Beware of who and what you criticize in the holding room. My suggestion, honestly, is to not talk poorly about other people in the industry, especially in the holding room, because you never know who knows who and how well. Honestly, you guys, chances are the Broadway show you're bad mouthing is produced by the father of the girl sitting next to you, you just never know. And why hurt the chances of your career being successful because you're talking poorly about something that you really don't know a lot about? It's just not worth it. If you're doing it to make friends in an audition room or try to seem that you have some sort of higher status or that you know more than other people there, it's just, it's just, dumb. It's just dumb to do. I just don't understand it. And I have totally heard of people not getting the job because of the things that they say in the holding room. Remember what I said about the audition monitor and how they're saints and how they're there to run things as smoothly as possible? Well, sometimes they are either the producer or the director of the show that you're auditioning for, or they just work very closely with the creative team. They might even be a part of the creative team. But if they hear something that is not very becoming of an actor or actress auditioning for their theater or their production, that information is going to be relayed to the creative team. So just be cautious. That's all. All in all, you guys, listen, I've been among the overwhelming lines and crowds of People outside Ripley Greer Studios doing exactly what I'm doing. Getting up at five in the morning and loading up audition bags filled to the brim with headshots and resumes, dresses, heels, hair straighteners, curling irons, makeup, audition binders, laducas, and lululemon. And I run into old friends and new, I sing some music or I read some sides for a couple of minutes, and then the next day I do it all over again. And There are a lot of people who do exactly what I'm doing. So know what's good for you. Know what is going to help you in these kinds of crazy holding room situations, especially if you're going to open calls. For me, music is always great to listen to beforehand. I just got a brand new pair of Beats by Dre wireless headphones that I'm so excited to use because they're just going to make my life much easier and calmer in audition rooms. I also love to listen to podcasts uh, while I'm waiting for an audition, and I am a really huge advocate for meditation and meditating before an audition to help you keep centered. But... You know, there is a method to everyone's madness, and I think to each their own, but now that you know sort of the lowdown of what it's like in these holding rooms and auditions in New York City, then come prepared with how to combat this. I'm not saying that every audition holding room is a nightmare, but sometimes you are going to encounter some holding rooms that might be messier than others. And in New York, you just never know... (laughs) So, with that, we conclude episode 12. Wow. Of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. That helps me so much, and it helps us get the word out there about Actor Aesthetic. If you feel so inclined, give me a shout-out on Instagram. Love seeing that you guys are listening to the podcasts and enjoying them. For further inquiries, email me at maggie at actoraesthetic.com or shoot me a DM at actoraesthetic. And I hope all of you have a wonderful wonderful happy and healthy new year here's to 2019 you guys it takes a village y'all i'll see ya next week